Welcome to the first ever audio podcast of the Gray Matter Radio Hour. I'm your not-so-humble host, Mr. E, and my co-host here is Mr. David Zinn Mansley, former director of the Count R.U. show and voiceover artist extraordinaire for many popular cartoon shows such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's the only man I know to have his own action figures, also writer-director and New York stage actor, member of an Oscar-winning FX team for Terminator 2, He's the designer and builder of the Pretorius Resonator for Stuart Gordon's Lovecraft tribute, From Beyond. And he's a mesmerizing man of magic, my very funny and talented co-host, Mr. David Zinn Mansley. Welcome to the show. I want to show you the action figures. I want to show the action figures to you, but uh, we're off camera. Well, maybe we can float them on a video over, the, over our audio at some point. <laughs> we had planned on this being a video broadcast on Zoom, but for some reason, the gods of technology are not cooperating, so we are doing an audio show for our first podcast. In the I, I, had so, I had so many special effects planned <laughs> for the visuals. Oh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, I had a few myself, but we're... Uh, you were all going to be amazed. I, I, I know I left out a few of your credits. Did you want to mention a few more before we begin, or you want to talk about no. any? No. No? That's plenty. Forgive me. Okay. <laughs> I have a list of about 30 that I didn't know which ones you wanted to choose from, so... Uh, we'll get to them later. It's okay. They'll okay. come up in conversation. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So, <laughs> I, um, you know, there's quite a bit happening uh, these days. Uh, I don't want to immediately start talking about Trump, but I forgot to mention this show is is uh, brought to you by the NSA, our partners in, <laughs> in the National Security Administration. <laughs> they are doing probably a very good recording of this, much better than ours, so hopefully we'll get a copy of it someday. Um, but anyway, we want to thank them for joining I think, in. I think, I think they've forgotten all about us. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so uh, what's, uh, what's happening in your news? We were going to, um, we had a few topics to discuss. Uh, we mentioned uh, to each other the other night, and uh, I, I don't have the list with me, but uh, perhaps you remember some of them. Well, my, my fear is that I'm going to come out off as a schizophrenic because I'm using a different voice every time I respond to you. <laughs> You've been pretty Especially since, since we're not off camera, I can be anybody I want to be. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, um, that's fine with me if you want to do that. I mean, you've been pretty consistent so far with your, you know, New York Jew accent, but, uh, but uh, it's fine well, it's with me. A, it's a little bit of a Groucho Marx. There you go. There you go. So, uh, I'm fine with Groucho if you want to stick with that. Or... No, no, no. You, you had some great topics. Um, I think it was future predictions was one of them. And then, but you required that it deal with alien invasion as if there was, that was one, only one of the two options. Yeah, actually, that was one of the only two options I came up with on the spot. So why, we... though, why, why is that only one of... 
why is there only two options and one of them is alien invasion? Because <laughs> that's all I thought of at the moment. I was just giving examples. But we could, you know, if you've got another uh, oh, I future see. prediction, you know, if you want to make another future prediction, we can get into. Um, I, I was saying the reason I brought up alien invasion because that's on the list of deep state things to do. We're we're at pandemic now, and the next stage was supposed to be. I I, I think they shortcut alien invasion with martial law. So I didn't realize they were going to throw martial law in the middle of that, but. Right now, we're in the process of martial law, so I think alien invasion is supposed to come next. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I would think, well, to me, it's, it, we're getting close to the zombie apocalypse. You think they're going to try that? Well, I mean, whoever doesn't wear a mask is basically going to infect other people, so that's a bit like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but they don't, re, they don't reanimate. I mean, ask anyone in the in the well, ER. Okay, so they're not technically zombies. Okay. They're not technically zombies. No, they're they're a hassle. Once once they're inanimate, they're kind of a hassle. What do you do with a bunch of inanimate zombies? <laughs> you throw them in a truck and in a mass grave, and you're done. You know, then the next day there's seven thousand more of them. You know, so they tend to pile up. So we're right now, you know, the zombie thing's on hold. I think, you know what? I think Hollywood got dibs on that. So they're letting that, you know, we need our entertainment in the meantime to occupy our minds while they take over our lives and control us. So it's gone all to, uh, you know, I think they're throwing that bone to Hollywood. How many Hollywood movies are there going to be about Trump in the future? Probably. You know, is Oliver Stone, Stone going to make one? And how many other directors? You're assuming something. Once, once this is over, if it's ever over. Well, that's just it. I think you're assuming something that, that you know, you're making a grand assumption that there's going to be a future. I personally am uh, not of that understanding or belief. So if it happens, great, you know, but it's, you know, they, how they say, uh, hope for the best and plan for the worst. Right. I'm sort of... Uh, planning for the worst, which is there will be no future, but I'm hoping for the best, of course, that somehow we figure this out and get out from under this monstrosity of a, of a uh, blob of protoplasm that's running the, you, our government right now. You almost did your, this show from the shower today. I did, yes. Um, and I, I could picture you doing it from the shower, blank. I just want to scrub... The news off of me. I want to scrub this administration <laughs> off of my skin. That's a good. I'll. I'm. I'll. Uh, I'll be bloody from the from the uh, abrasion, but it'll be well worth it. But uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I said, you know, at, you mentioned that idea. I thought it was really good, and I'll, I'll perhaps we'll look into that in future episodes. Again, I'm using the word future loosely. <laughs> I mean, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow well, never knows. Well, let's go back to future predictions then. Back to the future. All right, back. Going way back. I, I don't see the alien invasion happening. I, I think if it does, it'll be a government hoax. So, yeah. Because it, it, 
if they were going to invade us, they could have done it back in the Egyptian times. Any, they could have done it back at the dawn of man, like 2001. Everybody oh, yeah, yeah, knows yeah. they were there. Yeah, yeah. I, t I, I forgot. I, I, see, they're on. They're on the line now. Can you hear that? Yeah. That wasn't me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's either the NSA screwing up, or the aliens are already trying to, you know, get in on huh. our. Right. Right. But. Uh, what aliens are welcome. Aliens are welcome to join in at any, any time. They have the technology. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I was very happy to hear him chime in just then, you know, literally. But um, I, 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 that's what I, I forgot to mention. My, my prediction mm -hmm. on the alien invasion is a government-sponsored alien invasion. It's, it's not truly the aliens. It, they, have enough, yeah. they have enough technology now to, to fake it. You know, they've re-engineered or back-engineered enough right. spacecrafts and shot enough of them out of the sky where they can pretty much pretend to be aliens to get control of the population. So, you know, that's, that's how they were able to predict that there's an alien invasion coming next, and that's how they're able to control the timing of it is because they're in full control of it. They're behind it, in fact. It's talked about in Disclosure. What's that? The Stephen Greer documentary. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's probably one of the places I've heard of it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I know it's in the works. I know they're planning on it, or at least allegedly planning on it. They may come up with something else, like a, you know, maybe this, uh, you know, martial law will take care of everything for them, and they won't have to go to the trouble. And that, that reminds me, you know, I worked on Ninja Turtles. Right, yeah. The series from 2003 to 2009. Right. And I played, um, one of my characters was Agent Bishop, and he stages the fake alien invasion. Are you serious? In the episode, yes. They just chimed and in again. He's, um, the president is threatening to cut funding for his Earth Protection Force. So he stages a fake alien invasion with a combination of um, re-engineered alien DNA and um, one saucer that was saved from a crash and a bunch of projections in the sky. And at the end of the episode, he, he saves the president. The president gets abducted by his fake aliens, and then he shows up in his super-powered armored suit and saves the president. And at the end, the president says, you'll get your funding back, Agent Bishop. Well, the, the ending is perfectly Ninja Turtle. The, the plot, I had no idea they'd gotten so sophisticated. And so so when, I, when I read this script, right, and I recorded the script, then I went over to the director and I said, you know, there's a real conspiracy thing about the idea that the government may one day stage a fake alien invasion. And he goes, we know that. Oh. <laughs> and I go, you know that already? And he goes, yeah, this is a serious show. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's, uh, that's, exactly what i'm saying i had no idea that ninja turtles had gotten so uh, it, it, was, it was the one series that ran from 2003 to 2009 right 
And it was more like anime, uh, more like Japanese animation. And there was some serious characters on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, did it get progressively more and more uh, sophisticated or did it start out that way? It started out that way. Oh. Well, let me ask you, was there a previous Ninja Turtle installment? There must have been. Yeah, there was the earlier series, and now there's a, a there was a newer series. So, oh, okay. the first series was very sort of um, uh, kiddified. What fied? Kitty, kitty fied? fied. Yeah, baby fied. Yeah, yeah. Because my my stepson it was like a little kid cartoon. My stepson was a huge fan of that, so it, it must have right. been it's at least thirty something years ago. Yeah, twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. So the new series. Is much more adult oriented, really, is what it sounds like. Um, no, the one I worked on. Yeah, the newer series. No, that's not the newer. It's, there was another series oh. on that went back to Kitty Fight again since. Then. Oh, oh, okay. Wow, confusing. So there's three series, and okay. the middle one is the one I worked on. 2003 to 2009. Oh, wow, that's very interesting, man. I'm learning something. I mean, I just learned to say the word Teenage Ninja Turtles, <laughs> finally, <laughs> which I do believe was part of the original plan so that children would be the only ones that knew how to say it, and adults would be stumbling over it for the rest of their lives, and kids would have the uh, build confidence, you know, uh, to take over the world. So hopefully it's going to work out for them. I don't think the original creators ever thought it was going to take off like it did. Yeah. Um, they knew the title was funny and ridiculous, but and difficult. Uh, supposedly the comic books are, have some seriousness in them. Okay. See, I'm learning something else. I had no idea there were comic books. Um, I'm kind of behind the curve here. Yeah. It started with comic books, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Jeez. I'm glad I've got you on here because um, I'm glad you're on because you're, you know, already a wealth of information. I, I, I'm catching up on, on current culture that's, that's not so current anymore, but um, I'm, em, I'm emerging from the 80s. Oh, so um, News of the world, um, a few days ago was the uh, 51st anniversary of the moon landing. I think it was uh, the stepping on the moon. Neil right. Armstrong stepping on the moon. Right. I, I remember that. seeing that on TV. Uh-huh. I was at my Aunt Helen and Uncle Al's place in, um, I, I think it was, well, it was on Lake Erie. It was like a cottage on Lake Erie, and my parents were there. And all the adults were talking in the kitchen, and I'm watching the Neil Armstrong step on the moon. And they're not watching? I was all by myself watching the TV. And I think at one point I tried to get the adults to come in there, but they were just talking around the kitchen table, and nobody paid any mind, which is so strange. When I think back on that moment, <laughs> that that blows my that blows my mind, Zen. What what could have been more interesting than that? What could I mean? An alien invasion, maybe. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, Christ returning in a giant fireball. I don't know. I I can't think of anything. 
that would be more interesting than that. <laughs> I am a bit of a conspiracy theorist, though, in that regard, that I, uh, I have some skepticism about that moon landing uh, in my recent, you know, my later years. I've kind of just with the advent of the Internet, you know, seeing some different things come up that kind of raise my eyebrows like why would they do that you know like if this if the moon landing was real why would you retouch photographs of the moon landing like i've seen photographs nasa photographs that are clearly retouched and to me that's like messing with uh scientific evidence it's supposed to be a scientific endeavor you're not supposed to mess with evidence of a scientific outcome of some kind you know you don't go in after you've cured allegedly cured polio and try to make the the uh the results look better or or even if you didn't cure polio you don't I mean, you you wouldn't go back and try to fudge the numbers and mess with the evidence you know it's it's historic There's, there is a conspiracy theory that uh kubrick shot that footage and i tend to I think it's a really good conspiracy theory. Um, there's a there's a documentary about The Shining, yeah, called Room Two Three Seven that we went and saw in the yeah. theater. Yeah, and uh, what is it? Danny has an Apollo Eleven sweater, right? <laughs> and they're and they're like, is is Kubrick sending us a, a message that <laughs> he filmed that footage? I, I the most recent theory I heard was that. Um, they actually did go there and land, but that the footage was uh, Kubrick's. Oh, that could be. That could be. So it still, it really happened, but uh, just not the way we saw it somehow for some reason. Well, yeah, there's, there's lots of people who are supposed experts, like a guy that, that, that uh, gets online and he says, I'm uh, a radio technician and he says, for you to be able to broadcast from the moon, um, he said that the antenna would have to be so much larger. He says, look at how far we can broadcast on Earth um, with a radio station. You know, we can barely get around the edge of the Earth, you know, or to the other side of the country with certain, with a super high-powered radio antennas. He's saying there was something he was saying uh, technically that, to, to, you just can't I mean he shows the little antenna or spoke about the little antenna on top of the the lunar lander and he's like there's no way you could be broadcasting um even with the delay the slight delay that that we had what was an eight second delay to the moon he said even if with that delay he said it would be virtually impossible to broadcast an audio signal or including a video signal. I mean, look what trouble we're having with Zoom. And we're plugged directly into the internet. <laughs> and it's 2020. Right. So we're talking 1969. We could barely, there weren't even calculator watches then, you know. Um, <laughs> so how we were able to do this is mind-bogglingly, you know, hard to believe that we actually pulled this off. Um, you know, the evidence that possibly we did it, but we don't have video footage, uh, sounds a lot, you know, authentic video footage, because 
I, I can almost guarantee you that what I'm looking at from NASA photos and things is not real. It's, I can, I mean, I do image manipulation as a, for a, I've done that for a living. So I can look at a photograph. I mean, I know how hard it is to photo, make a good, take a good picture in harsh sunlight. And there's no harsher sunlight than on the moon, unless you're on the sun. <laughs> and, you know, there's no atmosphere to reflect anything. Uh, so the, the shadows are completely deep, deep shadows. Um, and there's, and, and then the surface is not interfered with by any atmospheric, you know, there's no interference, atmospheric interference on the surface. So you're getting a direct glare from the sun and they're taking these pictures on the moon that look like studio pictures. They're, you know, perfectly reflected, perfectly po posed. And these guys had cameras they didn't even look through. They were strapped to their chest. And they're, you're telling me that uh, every picture is, that they take is picture perfect and perfectly studio lit. It's absolutely, the odds of that are absolutely, to me and to anyone who's, any expert I've heard, is impossible. You know, it's, it's practically impossible. It's not, imp it's not completely impossible because nothing I feel is impossible. But it's so highly improbable. There's a difference between improbable and impossible. And um, it's, it's, it's maddening that, that this is being passed off as real. And all my friends just, you know, not all of them. I mean, uh, so many people were sucked down that rabbit hole that, you know, I was there and I saw it. You know, I saw it too. But, but I'm also looking at the evidence of it now. And I'm like going, wait a minute. This looks like another sham that the government's pulled on us because we've seen so many of them at this point, you know, and heard about so many of them at this point. I wouldn't at all be surprised. Um, so I don't know. I mean, a, a recent Facebook post was something like, uh, don't shoot me. I'm a, I'm an idiot. And they say, prove it. You know, there's some Russian guys standing there with guns and they the guy says, don't shoot me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot or something. I'm, a, I'm an imbecile or whatever. And the Russian guys pointing the gun say, well, prove it. And he says, we went to the moon in, in 1969, but we've lost all the technology, so we can't go back. And, but going to Mars is no problem. <laughs> and, I'm, and they go, and, you know, allegedly that's him proving he's an idiot for believing that, you know. So I, it's kind of how I feel, you know. I've seen NASA experts who are on this, uh, on you know, orbiting Earth, or about to orbit orbit Earth, but they're you know they're in a museum, NASA museum, talking, and they say, "There's a video still on YouTube. I don't know why it's not been taken down, but a NASA expert saying we will have to when we when we go to the moon, he says we will have to figure out how to overcome this layer of dangerous radiation called the Van Allen radiation belt. And he sketches it on this, I don't know if he sketches it in the air and they do a graphic, but he's showing the Van Allen radiation belt that goes around the earth. And he's saying, one, you know, we, to, when we go to the moon, we will need to figure out how to overcome this, going through this Van Allen radiation belt. And he's like, wait a minute, buddy, don't you know the, the talking point? You're supposed to say we already went to the moon. And he completely forgot that part. 
And uh, this, this is a NASA expert. So I'm like, he's talking as if we never went to the moon and we should basically all know that, you know, tongue in cheek, wink, wink, you know, when we do go, he's kind of forgotten the fact we're supposed to have already gone. So I'm like, that's two little incidents. Um, plus the guy, the radio expert talking about the impossibility of a, of a, of a transmission from the moon. And so I'm, and, and, and add it to the retouched photograph. I mean, see, physical retouching, undoubted, clearly retouched photographs from NASA of the moon surface, where they'll show uh, items laying on the moon surface, a rock or a piece of equipment, and there's crosshairs on the, on the plates, on the, on the cameras they use for, for scaling and for matching things up, et cetera. There's crosshairs across, you know, in several areas of the plate. Well, these crosshairs are, the objects on the moon are in front of the crosshairs. Well, they, they can't be because the crosshairs are on the plate that is part of the imaging of the camera. You cannot remove or cover up the crosshairs. They're on every photo. So, so to have something in front of the crosshairs has obviously been put there afterward you know, after the photo's been wow. taken. So there's just so many weird things like that that I'm like, this is looking really suspicious, you know? And the, plus the fact is it's pretty unbelievable we did it in the first place in such a short time. And yes, I saw the rocket take off. And yes, I know people that were there when the rocket took off and it was a marvelous thing to see. Um, oh, and then there's the footage of the astronauts in space supposedly halfway to the moon and the window there's blue light coming in the window of the of the of the uh what's it called the lunar excursion not the lunar excursion module that's the limb the the, the uh why, what why am i losing the word you know the, the capsule that they're in that held the lunar excursion model so gumdrop gumdrop plus you know the tank every everything that they were in before they got into the lunar excursion module, you know, the return module, the, the, the capsule that they come back on is attached to the tank and inside the tank is fuel plus the lunar excursion module. So, um, you know, it's the same module that picked them up on the way back from when they launch, allegedly launched off the moon. Um, you know, that was weird in itself, watching that, that limb take off the moon and have the camera follow it up in the air. I mean, the timing of that would have to be incredible. I mean, whether it was controlled from Earth or automatic, it's still for that camera to follow them as they took off, heading up, you know, into space, off the moon's surface. That was pretty incredible. Um, so, I mean, that's another odd thing. And, and the way it flew up, it seemed like it was on a string like, like <laughs> tilting oddly, you know, it didn't seem under, under control, the control of the jets that were underneath it. The fact that there's no dust in the plates underneath the lander, there's no crater, first of all, under the lander. There's, there's a, uh, an expert from one of the aerospace companies who started the conspiracy theory saying that there should be a crater underneath the lunar lander because 
when they landed, it should have blown dust and shit in all directions. And there also should be dust in the landing pads that are that 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 you know the, the feet of the lander when they they're they're foil, you know, and they should be covered in dust. That dust should have taken, you know, a while to settle at one sixth the gravity. The other thing is them jumping around on the moon. They apparently, with one sixth the gravity, you're supposed to be able to jump 21 feet in the air. Those guys are not jumping anywhere near 21 feet in the air. They should have been able to jump nearly over the lunar lander itself at one sixth of the gravity. And they're barely able to get a foot off the ground, which, you know, if you're dressed like that, being filmed on Earth, that would probably be about all you could do 12 to 18 inches off the ground. And, um, you know, and that's all they're able to do. And um, I remember watching Walter Cronkite special when I was a kid and he was showing what it would be like to walk on the moon. And they had a guy dangling from a sideways, you know, dangling sideways along a wall off a rope. And they had uh -huh. it set up so that he could jump and walk and bounce and things. And they would film him from on the top of the wall looking down the way they do a lot of movie special effects. Um, and uh, even these days, they still use that for that. Uh, there was one movie filmed recently, space movie, uh, with what's her name? Uh, what's the girl that? Gravity? Gravity, yeah. So uh, bad actress, I can't think of her name offhand. Sandra but, Bullock? Yeah, they filmed some of her stuff dangling from a rope and they just filled it, uh, filmed it underneath to look weightless. Anyway, they mm -hmm. shot, shot down the ropes to make the, the wall look like the ground. And then this person that's dangling from the rope who's hanging sideways in a harness, he could walk along the wall and jump and, you know, he could jump incredible heights. That was supposed to be a simulation of how you could jump on the moon. Well, not one astronaut filmed did anything near what was supposed to be predicted that you could do on the moon. So that's, that's a little suspect too. No crater, no jumping, no, uh, no fantastic jumping feats, no, you know, everything just looks like it's filmed in slow motion. Um, you know, it's, it's all highly suspect. And the fact that, that Kubrick is now dead, he should never have put those clues in his movie because they don't, <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like you giving clues away when they've already threatened your life, you know? They don't care how tricky you are. Somebody's going to figure it out, and you're going to be ten, six feet under, which he is. Just, just make sure you don't give any clues away. Right now? Yeah. Why? You did. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. Well, the last theory I heard was that they did go to the moon, but that the footage is um, not real. Yeah, and we've lost all and we've lost all the technology. <laughs> yeah, not only Yeah, it's just too it's too convenient. I mean, you're talking about the greatest feat in on earth that we've ever accomplished. They couldn't take one picture, you know, on the moon. I mean, now uh, Mr. E, now I know why my parents weren't watching the TV back then. <laughs> they, they Did your dad work for NASA? <laughs> They're like, ah, it's Kubrick's footage. <laughs> Could be. Uh, that's why I'm asking, did your dad have some inside information? 
He might have. Really? Did he did he work for any aerospace people? Or? No, he was he worked in um he had a photo lab and he did do some prints for NASA. So there you go. He knew it. We, we're, we were in the um, National Air and Space Museum one time, and he walked up to this wall that had a bunch of photos mounted on it. And he was like, well, goddamn. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I printed these things. I printed these photos. <laughs> wow. That was either an alien mocking me or a really weird echo. It was an alien. Did you hear it? No. It went, wow. <laughs> but it was, it was electronicized, like it was very strange. So I hope it came across on the recording, but. Um, uh, yeah, let's get some EVP going on here. What's that? Electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, cool. Yeah. If, That's what when is, a ghost comes through or something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just toying with the idea that it's aliens because it's sure. clearly uh, a mis malfunctioning Zoom. But you know, I'll go with the conspiracy theory on that one too, since In the, you mentioned Mars. Um, the United Arab Emirates sent a rocket to Mars from Japan a few days ago. Well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think some other country, like China, sent another rocket to Mars. So there's going to be multiple countries on Mars. Yeah. yeah. They keep mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird echo, I'll tell you. But anyway, yeah, I'm so great. There's, you know, maybe rovers will be bumping into each other, and they'll next thing they'll do is erect traffic lights. But uh, the traffic on Mars sucks. <laughs> I should have done my. Uh, I don't. I don't have a snare drum symbol sound effect so, yet. I'll work so on it. Here on here on the East Coast, when we started recording, it was hot and sunny, and now it's clattered over, and we're supposed to get uh, a lightning storm, thunder, and uh, hail. Oh, hail. Hail, like biblical hail, like within an hour. Hail, yeah. <laughs> we get weather here on the East Coast. You, yeah, don't, I, you don't want that there. I don't want With that. Dramatic, here. dramatic changes in weather all the time. You know what? That plays with my emotions too much. I can't handle it. I used to love thunderstorms and high winds, and I never liked winter much, but I loved you know, when weather systems would come up from the Gulf and I'd climb up in trees and get whipped around from high winds. That was a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, do we, should we jump to some other topic? Do we exhaust that one? or? Well, I, I came up with a new character. Oh, good. Uh, it's, um, should I just read it to you? Sure. Okay. And now... Your L.A. Weekend weather update from Johnny Blizzard, the disgruntled New York weatherman forced to work in L.A. Hey, I'm Johnny Blizzard. Hey, I'm Johnny Blizzard. It's going to be hot and sunny in L.A. That's it. What do you want me to do about it? There's no weather here. Ain't going to be no blizzard. 
Nothing biblical going on. <laughs> Nothing Johnny biblical. Blizzard. Goodbye. <laughs> Johnny Blizzard. We'll have to have him on to do the L.A. weather. <laughs> or I could just make a copy of that forecast and play it every day. <laughs> That's probably what they do here. Exactly. They've got there's a guy named Johnny Mountain. Yeah, the weatherman, they just take take the day off over and over. Like, yeah, no I one would beat it from yesterday. No one would know. They just change the date at the bottom of the screen. There's a guy there. Johnny Mountain. Yeah, right. You remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He's the perfect weatherman. I mean, you could not ask for a better, you know, iconic. One of our newscasters here is Amy Freeze. Come on. Amy Freeze, wife of Mr. Freeze, as played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Batman and Robin with George Clooney. <laughs> Oh, Amy Freeze. Amy Freeze. Wow. A perfect weather person name. I wonder if yeah. that's, that's... I'm assuming that's a stage name. I don't know. Maybe they just... I'm assuming out. it's a... There's so many of them. It's too much of a coincidence. They are... But names I also, related to weather. I also have a theory, though, on that, along that same line, that it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just a like a Freudian kind of thing, almost Jungian perhaps, but that people aspire to their names. Reagan, Reagan was the first era uh, where I noticed uh, that I noticed this phenomenon because we had Larry Speaks was le le a speaker of the house. And, <laughs> you know, there, there and this is the time, uh, Repo Man, and that, that would have not that would not have been his stage name. No, <laughs> yeah, right. that was his real name. I mean, he was a politician or government official, so you know he just happened to be called Larry Speaks, and I that started keeping. I started keeping my eye out for people that aspired to their names, and I've it happens a lot more than you would expect. You know, like it's a lot more than probability would 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 indicate because. And it shows you the power of, of thought, you know, if you put your mind to something that you can achieve it. Like Larry Speaks, probably when he was a little kid, thought, well, I'm going to have to be something that speaks, you know, I'll have to, you know, <laughs> he probably, every, every moment, every butterfly flap, every butterfly wing flap of his life inched him closer and closer to being Speaker of the House, you know. So... I don't know. There's a lot of things like that. I mean, uh, Ronald Reagan being responsible for, you know, the uh, what was the Star Wars? We called it the uh, the space station, yeah. space station Reagan that was supposed to blast missiles out of the air. <laughs> well, from then I call from then on I called him Ronald Reagan because he like right. he got so he didn't know why he was so enamored with the idea. He didn't think about it. That subliminally, somebody well, came up to him and said, hey, well, we, got well, a we got a ray somebody gun. Came up to him, somebody came up and said, well, it's satellites with ray guns. <laughs> yeah. And that's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> what was another one? There was another one somehow. 
ray gun. Oh, well, I've lost it already. But maybe it'll pop back in. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, talk about future predictions. If you have a kid named uh, Johnny A-bomb, and you know what he's going to end up doing. <laughs> Pressing the button. Exactly. He's going to make his way in there somehow or another. <laughs> Johnny Don't name your kid Johnny A-bomb. <laughs> that was probably Trump's nickname as a child. His, his middle name is John, so could be. When he was throw, busy throwing rocks at babies, <laughs> which he allegedly did as a child, um, you know, he's inventing ways to get into the White House so he can put his finger on the old button. Well, if that happens, we, we'll probably lose our Zoom connection. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, won't be able to talk about it. No, and that's the whole, you know, future prediction thing, which, you know, I predict there will be no future. That's my future prediction. <laughs> well, that's teary. Yeah. There will be no future. That's another thing I've aspired to, being completely chronically depressed. <laughs> Do you remember that um, Gu the Gulliver cartoon with the Lilliputian that said, we're not going to make it. I just know it. It's kind of an early e Eeyore. Yeah. I think his name was Glum. <laughs> okay, right. That's my, uh, my wife calls me Igor. Eeyore? Uh -huh. Yeah. So she, I, I had a little stuffed blue Eeyore on, I hung over my desk for a while. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that guy. He was one of my prized possessions. I put an arrow through the head of something like that once. Really? Yeah, we were practicing archery with a karate friend in L.A., and he had like a, a little stuffed, I think it was an Eeyore. Was it blue? And he was like, yeah, he was like blue toy. It's like we're gonna we're gonna kill the blues by tacking this on the on the target. We went to archery range. Wow. <laughs> and I got it right through the head. And then I was like, Sen, you did the best. This is your first time at this. <laughs> wow. So you're an you, I'm I'm a Sagittarius. What are you? Aquarius. Oh. Full, full on. Oh, okay. What yeah. are they known for? What's Sag known for? Um, traveling for some reason, and I've, I, I'm over that. I, I don't need to travel anymore. I, don't, I used to enjoy it, but I, don't, I can go in my backyard and be just as happy as going to Paris. You know? But you can drive, you can drive to uh, Vegas in, what was it, four hours? Yeah. It's six hours for me. Is it really? Yeah. It is not. Yeah. Come on. You're going fast. Wait a minute. What do you mean? From where you are now? No, back when I lived in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You must get caught up in traffic. I think you don't get caught up in traffic. Yeah, I don't. I go straight out the... I go straight out... Uh, I'm not in L.A. technically, so I, 
I can hit a freeway pretty quickly. Oh, I see, I see. I can be in the desert pretty quick. That can make a difference, yeah. I wasn't, you're not coming from the, the, the big hub there. Right, I don't have to find my way to a freeway. I mean, they're right here. <clears throat> so, yeah. Boy, that's, I, that's, that's a haunted road. I know you don't want to talk about that stuff. Why? That last stretch to Vegas. It's haunted? Straight road. Well, yeah. if you look look at the road, it goes on for a few hours and it's just straight. Oh. And you right. see all these skids, all these where these truck drivers fell asleep and skidded off the road. Oh, I didn't look for that. Ugh. I was already <laughs> I was already haunted by COVID. I had my had plenty on my mind. <clears throat> well, that's been there for so long. There's there's a book about America's haunted roads that's got to be in there. Wow. Yeah. Because it's because there's nothing to see. It's just a straight road. Yeah. For so long, and then yeah, people I, fall asleep at the wheel. You know, I must have gone into a trance on that whole road because I remember none of it. Wow. So. I must have been on autopilot the whole time. Right. Coming back, I mean, we, we stopped in Joshua Tree, took some pictures. So, I mean, that kind of breaks things up a little bit. Right. Did what? you go see the Integratron? No, but um, I mentioned it have to Have you ever seen wife. that? I have. I've been there. I've been inside, actually. And um, Yeah, me too. <laughs> I went to Giant Rock. I went to Giant Rock yeah. before it broke. Yeah. You know it's right. Broken. You know it's broken. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You heard about? I don't know if this is fo uh, fake folklore or what, but you heard about the Indian uh, folklore about if the if giant rock ever breaks in two, it's like the starting of the end times. And I, I thought. I did see that posting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if somebody just made that up. It sounds like a meme somebody might have. But you know, when I heard it. Um, you know, and saw that the rock had broken, and I thought, damn, this better not, you know, it, it seemed fitting, and I believed it at the time. I, now I'm kind of questioning whether somebody just made it up, you know, to, to fuck with people, uh, uh, you know, fuck with people's heads. I would think he would believe it even more now. Um, well, well, no, I mean, I, I, uh, it's too perfect a match, you know, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see a uh, Facebook post that of this before the rock broke, you know, or or some kind of printed material that you know. Oh, I see. From a history book, I I, I kind of don't trust. People are so desperate to make their theories prove true that they'll just make shit up and lie, you know. And I'm like, oh, I see. Those are the worst kind of people, in my opinion. Like, like the guys that go out and hoax the uh, crop circles. I'm right. Like, you son of a bitch, you know. You, right. You're trying to prove they're not real by going out and doing ones that aren't real? Like, right. don't, don't you personally know that you didn't do the ones that you happened before you went out and did them? Like, right. Like, it's so fucked up. It makes me so mad. I would, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm not saying I'm a man of violence, but that's, that's something that kind of puts me over the edge. I'm just like... I'm and you've seen you've seen photos of the super elaborate ones. Oh, of course. That are like super complicated fractals. Yeah. And there's no way that that two guys did this in 2 hours. It 
in with the ropes and cords. Yeah. Well, you know, the best way to find out is to say, okay, I'm going to give you two guys a thousand dollars a piece to recreate this this one that you clearly say you did this elaborate, right. you know, two mile wide crop circle <laughs> in you know in this wheat field. Here's the diagram. You can, you know, study it. You can practice up. You can, you know, it'll, you can. It's got, it's got 850 circles in it of different sizes. Right. And crisscrossing all the, all the, all the uh, wheat has to crisscross at the right angles. And, you know, the nodes have to be exploded just right on the wheat plants. And, you know, you have to weave it just the same way. But, or even close. Let's see how close you can get. All right, go and press a stopwatch. You know, when, say how long? How when? I want to see. Ex, I want to see exploded nodes. <laughs> you better explode your nodes, man. <laughs> Don't come back here unless you've exploded your nodes. Did I lose you? No, I'm laughing too hard. You almost gave me an aneurysm. I thought we lost signal. Yeah, you did. I was having an aneurysm. <laughs> you forgot to explode your notes. <laughs> You're disqualified. <laughs> but I mean, how close do you think those numbskulls will get? They, they won't. They won't accept the challenge. They're sloppy. They're they are, sloppy. They are sloppy. And I would say, okay, how much money do you need to do to accomplish this? I'll give you any amount. I will raise the money. How much money do you want to do this? Set a figure. And how much time will it take you? You, get, you basically get one night. But if you need more time, um, you know, we might give you two nights. Or, or you know, I just want to know how long is it going to take you and what's it going to cost. <clears throat> and let them back out of it. Say, any amount of money. And then watch them squirm and make up bullshit excuses of why they can't. They're not, they're not interested Oh, we're not interested. We've already proved our point. It's like, not to us, you haven't. You know, so I, I don't know. Um, uh, they make me sick. Supposedly, young Rembrandt drew a perfect circle on the chalkboard in art class as a kid. And that's how they predicted he was going to be a great artist. Wow. And these, these guys, they can't, they can't even do one perfect circle. <laughs> Well, you look at the you look at the fake crop circles from above, and I'm like, no, that's not that. Good. Yeah, you can pretty much tell. Even if it's just one circle, right. <laughs> let alone like 800 intersecting circles of different sizes. Right, with with all the fractals and uh, the geometry and. Right. Uh, speaking of this, you know, crop circles is. Since I'm into symbology and graphics, and crop circles are definitely one of my favorite subjects. Uh, just under, uh, act, I mean, just under actual close encounters of the third kind. I, I just think they are so cool. I'm waiting to see my crop cir my symbol in a crop circle one day. I haven't seen it yet. Right, right. I've seen I've seen symbols that are close and look like they're from the same race of aliens because they're so similar in structure and 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 style but i haven't seen the actual uh oh except my symbol is on the side of 
of the ship, uh, Lonnie Zamora's ship. I've told you that. That's pretty close. That's even better than, than having it in a crop circle, but I'm still waiting for it in a crop circle. So, um, I mean, the, seeing it on Lonnie Zamora's ship was fucking blew me away. Lonnie Zamora's ship? Yeah. The one he saw, it was it Arizona Desert, I guess? And drew it? Or yeah, he drew, drew it. it? Uh-huh. Uh, the drawing, I've seen two, two versions of the drawing. One of them's wrong, and one of them's slightly wrong. And I think they went in and adjusted it so they didn't let the actual image be known, so they'd know if there was a hoaxer or not, or somebody saying, yeah, I saw the same thing. But to me, I'm pretty sure my version of it is the authentic version, and he has, they've manipulated it whenever they show it publicly so that you won't know exactly what it looks like, uh -huh. so that whenever somebody claims to have seen it, they can compare it with the actual image and know whether they're telling the truth. Well, um, which is a good plan, you know, you don't want to give it away and just let everybody start hoaxing you. So, but I have seen a chart recently, and I, I did a screen capture of it, and it shows about 10 versions of that symbol, and the actual version is included in those 10 symbols. So it shows the Lonnie Zamora version, the, the remake, it shows several others, and then it shows the actual version mixed in with all the rest. And I guess you're, maybe it was designed so you would pick the right one, like which one was this one you saw, you know, on your sighting. And somebody would pick, if they pick the right one, then they know it's an authentic sighting. So the odd thing about mine is it occurred in what I thought was a dream, you know. But um, when I woke up from that dream, it was burned in my head, it burned into my brain so solidly, I got up and started looking through the yellow pages to see if I could find, I thought, it seems like a symbol for self-powered flight. And I didn't know why I thought that, except that I was levitating in the dream when I saw it. So I thought, well, maybe this is a symbol for mind-powered or mind-controlled or mind, you know, flight, some kind of mech mechanical thing. And I thought, maybe it's, maybe it's, I actually thought at the time, it might be the symbol, uh, the logo for one of the airlines in the future. So when I, I got up, I immediately started looking through the yellow pages for airline uh. symbols, like airline logo. <clears throat> and I think, I think it was at United or uh, it's, I think it's one of the ones that's gone out of business, Pan Am maybe, uh, one, of the, one of the airlines. And I found it, it was close enough where it could possibly mutate into the symbol I saw at some future point. So I'm thinking that this ship might have come from our future. This might be us coming back in a time. Right, right. A wormhole or something. And uh, I'm being shown this symbol. And the fact that Lonnie Zamora saw it on the side of a ship makes me think that pep, you know, it might be possibly uh, a ship from our future, you know. Um, I'm not sure what aliens are. They weren't grays that he saw, as far as I know. They were in little white jumpsuits. Uh, I'm not sure if they were even undersized human beings, but he saw them from a distance. Um, I thought he saw, I'll have to review his sighting, you know, the information. Um, God, I'd love to meet that man. I don't know if he's dead now. 
Um, what we have to ask ourselves is white the predominant favorite uh, clothing scheme of the far future? Um, well, for, I'm thinking in terms of grays and other aliens that have been sighted. You know, grays are typically shown as almost nude or naked, but they're not, right. na not naked. Apparently, they have a very thin outer layer of clothing that, that's kind of skin colored, and you can't really see, tell that they're actually wearing clothing. You know, it's all one piece. There's no seams or right, anything. Right, right. It's like yeah. a seamless sock. <clears throat> seamless sock that they wear or something so which makes sense i mean why would you i mean their their ships don't even have often don't have seams and you know there's no they're not typically don't have bolts and rivets and shit on the side like we we're probably still doing i mean it's embarrassing you fly an airplane and you look out the window and you see all these rivets on the wing and i'm just like we are so damn primitive you know the alien, the alien looked like a seamless sock to me. <laughs> what did the spaceship look like? Oh, it looked like a, another type of seamless sock. I think that was his name. I think he told me, you know, through my mind, his name was Seamless Sock. Can you, can you describe it any better? Never seen nothing <laughs> like it. One time, I had a sock that was relatively seamless, but... I ended up getting a hole in the toe. I had to throw it away. It, it was pretty close, though. It was almost seamless. Weirdest sock I ever seen. <laughs> but I don't know. So I, I don't even know what subject we were on other than I guess we were on crop circles, but we do tend to trail off at, on time, at time. I'm not, time. no, I'm not, did not do that character to make fun of alien phenomenon. It's just, oh. there's so many documentaries where they, they just interview that same guy, it seems. Oh, the, the redneck? Weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that, that is Never the, seen nothing like it. <laughs> that is the government fallback for, for debunking, is they find some <laughs> idiot. Well, <laughs> so give, him a, give him a piece of paper and a pencil and say, draw it. Yeah. <laughs> If somebody says they saw a UFO, I think they should draw it out, what they yeah. saw. It's Not a, to say weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, people don't get it. You know, they don't understand how to communicate. A picture's worth a thousand words, so shut up. Here's a pencil. <laughs> and draw it. <laughs> and draw it, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is they can't draw, so it ends up looking like, you know, like a three-year-old did it. And that gives them even less credibility. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I saw something cute online. It's a dad that, that, that photoshops his kids' pictures of animals and things. Have you seen that? No. I just saw it yesterday. It's so, it's so funny. It, 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 they, even, they refer to it as funny and frightening at the same time because, like, the kid drew an anteater. And it, the dad has gone into Photoshop and put this thing in a realistic setting and made it furry with three-dimensional shading and, you know, but, the, but he's recreated the child's proportions, you know, how the head is like really oh, right. long. It's hilarious. It's, it's, you'll get a kick out of it. I'll, I'll send you a link. But, uh, okay. But it's, they're monstrous. Some of them are just nightmarish <laughs> recreations of these kids' drawings. 
but just thought I'd mention that while we're sort of on the topic. But okay, uh, so much to talk about, so little time. But uh, so crops. Our time frame. I might have to go soon. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you you can cut it off anytime you want here. I mean, we're we're audio, so <clears throat> I've kind of lost track of scheduling. <laughs> but um, yeah, we can wrap it up if you want. I haven't had breakfast yet, so okay. <laughs> but uh, anywho, um, well, that, I mean, this is this is simpler. Yeah, the no. I I shot off my light that was putting heat on me, so. I'm basically, you know, yeah. in the dark here. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I wish I could. Got get... it over. It's getting dark. Yeah. Well, good luck with your thunderstorm. Sure, it's exciting. Good luck with the power staying on. Thanks. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, I guess we'll sign off then. And uh, okay. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Radio Hour is a satirical sci-fi comedy variety talk show and has no true affiliation with the NSA and vice versa. The opinions used in conspiracy theories expressed on the program are solely for entertainment purposes and should in no way be construed as fact. Listeners are urged to do their own research and draw their own conclusions on the topics discussed. All material copyright Global Pandemic Productions 2020. Closing music by the All Human Parts Orchestra. Available on both Bandcamp and SoundClick.com.